<laughs> Yo, we put the high on high and inside. Alright, three, two, one. Welcome everybody back to the Built Different Podcast. This is episode 19 of High and Inside. I got Wolfie, I got Not So White Chris, and we got Alex here with us. Alex joining the podcast, new newest team member. Glad to have you. We got a whole different perspective from him because he's a fucking Cubs fan. We got we got a Cubs fan in the house. I know that sounds old, like just a Cubs fan. Um, but I like it. <laughs> basically, what we're gonna talk about today, um, we're gonna do obviously our opening takes. We're gonna talk about the All Star break a little bit. We're gonna break down the first half. We're gonna break down the second half. We're gonna have a draft discussion. We're gonna come back with the grid game because that was fun last time. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then we're gonna talk about what team you know teams need to you know make it all the way this year. Um, so, you know, my opening take is that baseball is an absolute shambles. There is so much going on right now. You know, the Otani trade rumors, you know, Juan Soto, you know, so many names in trade talks from, you know, the White Sox, the Cardinals, the Nationals. It's insane. But you also have teams on top like the Rangers, Rays, you know, the Diamondbacks and Giants are doing good. You know, the Reds are doing good. New York is in flames. That's pretty cool. You know, the Mets aren't doing good. The Yankees aren't doing good, even though the Yankees would be winning in the AL Central. Um, but, Alex, this is your first episode. Why don't you kick us off with your opening take? How's it going, guys? Um, I'm Alex. So, grew up at, uh, about an hour and a half from Wrigley. So, just became a Cubs fan, going to Cubs games my whole life. So, uh, Thoughts on the season so far? Basically, uh, it's been it's been a crazy season. Um, lots of disappointments. Lots of just teams that came out of nowhere. I guess. I mean, look at the Reds and what they've done. Dude, they're calling year. up everybody. Uh, they're calling up everybody. <laughs> oh my, yeah, man. I talk about Ellie, dude. That dude is exciting to watch. He's one of the most exciting players in baseball already. So, um, just a crazy first half of the season. Um, the Orioles, the Orioles are surprising everyone. They're they're doing real well. They're only what a game out of first place in the in the AL East right now. So uh, I just lo- I love seeing all these young up and coming teams that are uh, that are doing well and playing some good ball. And hope it keeps up in the in the second half, but cause some chaos. So hell yeah, hell yeah, Wolfie, what's up, man? By the way, Alex, welcome uh, to the podcast. Thank you, uh, appreciate we're it. Have some fun here. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm right now. I'm like you guys said, baseball's in shambles. <laughs> There's teams that are aren't usually good, doing well. Like it, it really is. We talked about that every. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. I know about shambles right now. <laughs> but the one thing I would really like to see with baseball, because we have a couple weeks left going into August, the trade deadline coming up. You know, we'll talk more about that later. But just in general, I hope there's teams that are on the cusp that are actually doing well that can actually put a couple pieces together to win it all. Because when you really think about it, specifically in the AL, there's not that many juggernauts. Like, there's some good teams like the Braves. But, like, you know, I was just taking a look right now. Milwaukee's now back in first place in the Central. Like, that that division's constantly flipping. The Pirates led it most of the year. Uh, I mean, Texas is doing well. But like you know, every t- you just said it before, Sacks, uh, in the beginning, like the Yankees would be in first place in the AL Central. So even though they're in last, like they're not <laughs> bad either. So like that whole division could be like you know up in the air about who could actually win. You know, you have the uh, the NL West just is crazy right now. The Giants keep getting on these weird streaks. So the one thing I hope with baseball weird. is that like 
Yeah, oh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you're like, like the hidden giants. Man. I don't want to say weird streaks, but like they just weird, they just had a sixteen. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, just they're a perfect example of what my opening take is. I hope some of these teams that are doing well continue and not just say like, ah, we're not the Dodgers or the Yankees. We're not going to spend. No, like do something. Just go out and do something. Make this an even more exciting season. Fair enough. Wolfie demands them to do anything. Chris, what is up, man? <laughs> You know, I got to start off by saying that, uh, you know, it looks good to look down at the Yankees. You know, the Yankees, last place, looking like bums. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Last place. Oh, man. Yo. That's all I got to say. That's my opening take. Um, Did you guys read that Yankees stat, actually? You just reminded me. It's the first time since 1990. They've been in last place this late in the Bro, season. Bro, it's not your grandfather's oh, Yankees bad. anymore, man. Bro, I was born in 94. So the fact that this is like the lowest they've been since then is crazy. <laughs> Bro, it's like, the, it's like the Mets. They haven't won the World Series since the 80s. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. To be honest, they're like the same team now. <laughs> Man, yeah, New York <laughs> yeah. Is, is up in fucking flames. But which team do you guys think is in a worse position? I think that's a good question. Random question, not on the script, but which team out of the Mets and Yankees do you think is in a worse position right now? And I'm not saying just this year. I'm saying overall. Because, you know, the Mets, they've put a lot of money into this craziness, whereas the Yankees, they don't have much to look forward to if, you know, Aaron Judge keeps dying. Dude, you... I'm just going to, like, just piggyback off of that quick. You just took the words out of my mouth because this judge injury is really scary. The news that's coming out, they said he might not be the same. The only reason, and I'm not trying to be a Met homer here, but just in general think about it, the longest contract they have right now is Lindor. Verlander, Scherzer, they're off in a couple of years, like literally in like a year. Alonzo technically hasn't got it yet, but he's worth it. Nimmo's got one, but he's worth it. But even his isn't that big. And, like, pretty much, like, Jeff's is under, like, 100 mil, so it's not that much. So they do have the room. It's the Yankees, like, dude, if Judge is hurt, even if insurance pays off that contract, if they don't have Judge anymore, that team is completely different. So I'm going to just say that from that perspective. Plus, we also don't know if they're going to go out and spend, like, the old Yankees. So just off of that alone, like, we know the Mets are going to spend every season right now, as of right now. The Yankees, I have no idea. And that's scary if you're Yankee. Imagine fan. if Aaron Judge is never the same because he broke his toe. Like, <laughs> oh like he gosh. stubbed his toe on the outfield wall <laughs> and he's just done. <laughs> Dude. Dude, that's insane. Dude. That's crazy. He got an ingrown toe. <laughs> and it just proves disastrous for his whole career. But he's a paid man, so fuck it, right? Oh, man. You know what it is, too, is that, like, I'm not saying I don't like Stanton. But, like, it's kind of like almost a joke when Stanton gets hurt now. It's like, oh, he's hurt again. But, like, I will admit, like, if Judge does get hurt, like, even as a Met fan, I will feel a little bad about that. Like, I hope he really isn't, like, done with baseball. Like, he's just too good for baseball. Yeah. Wolfie. Like, I can't let the Yankee Wolfie and his sources, man. (laughs) I I would say, like, I hate the Yankees, but – if the Yankees were healthier, I, I feel like they would still be better than the Mets. So I feel like they're in a better position than the Mets. Just because, like, the Mets, the Mets are lacking where they, where they went, where they came. Like, 
they went into the off season lacking the same things that they're lacking now. And like, you know, like they need more bats, like they're, 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 I mean, Diaz going down was really unfortunate. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's the same for the Mets if they were healthy, but you know, they're both, they're both like, dude, I think they, didn't they split last year in the subway series? Cause like, you're right. I was just almost about to agree with you, but like thinking about, I think you're right. It's like almost like a 50, 50 with them. Like, I feel like they're almost both on the same page. What do you, I feel like they're both just trying to see who can spend the most money and And have the worst record. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, Exactly. (laughs) That's the last competition. They're just trying to see like what kind of numbers they could put up in that, in the luxury tax. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it, like Wolfie, like we, we talked about it on an episode before, like with Judge going down, like Stanton might become the most hated man in fucking New York because of like <laughs> just having to go through the Giancarlo Stanton experience is pretty miserable these days. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, both like the Yankees, for example, they need to get rid of Brian Cashman at this point. I mean, just because it's like you got Aaron Judge early on in free agency like i believe it was like a couple weeks in after the whole you know arson judge thing with the giants which was pretty funny um (laughs) but you know the yankees they had so many holes to fill and they decided to just get carlos road on aaron judge call it a day i think they got like a couple bullpen pieces Mm -hmm. too or whatever but like they knew the team that they had around judge wasn't good last year wasn't even sustained they like barely got to the astros and then the astros like just smack the fucking shit out of them and then the Mets on the other hand it's like you know that at least you got an owner that's spending money on like all the shit they possibly can like realistically Sanga was worth it yeah I think absolutely I think also I think also um the Mets didn't sell their prospects last year during the trade deadline where the Yankees did so yeah I think that kind of plays into it as well that's actually a really good point because Alvarez has been huge for the Mets so I I, I, I like bashing the Mets, but I'll give them that. Alvarez has been like a really, a really good bright spot for them. So I'll give them that. I'll give them that one, one that one bright, <laughs> one brightness. I'll take, I'll take the compliment. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel like the Mets are. Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like the Mets are a little bit better off in terms of future. Just like you said, they they got the prospects, um, they got the contracts coming up, so they'll be able to spend money elsewhere and everything. Whereas the Yankees are kind of tied. To that that new judge contract and who knows if they'll spend on uh, on whatever else they need so Aaron judge becomes a new a rod yeah, their success really it, it all depends that on contract judge. If, he, if he stays healthy or not so and and you want to actually bring up contracts too and it's a good point because there's actually not only stanton we're forgetting about yo that cole contract's big too yeah great yeah. he's worth it He's oh, been yeah. worth no, it. Garrett Cole has like, been on a mission this three. year. If it wasn't for Garrett Cole, I don't know where actually the Yankees would fucking be. <laughs> They'd be a lot worse. Dude, they got a couple contracts that actually like are pretty massive oh, no. right now. But the one thing that you brought up too, and just think, all right, think about this with the Yankees right now. They are they're 50 and 45, even without Judge, which is actually not that bad. They don't have Rodon, and they haven't had Montas all season, and Severino's been shit. Yeah. Yet, everything you just said, they went out and got mostly pitching this year or just resigned guys. They resigned Rizzo. They resigned Judge. They made – they did not get a catcher. Like, who is their catcher? <laughs> They've been running with Higgy and Trevino for a couple of years now. Like, what, 
they've got that one guy with the twins package, but like they've barely used him either. So it's like, what moves have they made to improve? They threw Glaber out all year. He's been all right, but like he's there. They started Volpe from the beginning. Like they had like no backup plan. Like, dude, yeah. Donaldson's falling apart. Hicks they got rid of. They got no left fielder, which they were supposed to do in like the offseason. Bader's been hurt most of the like they have no weapons at all. Bro, and they did they not had, address it. Like they let Josh Pitching actually wasn't even that their strong like their weak suit. Like Jermon's actually been through a perfect game. But they really let Josh Donaldson have 106 at bats where he hit 142. And then he like he tweaked his calf a little bit, but now they're saying he's probably done for the season, which is like everyone is probably Damn, like, you know, sigh of relief. It's done. <laughs> Because that has been horrible. I feel like... i tell you one thing. You know who actually could have worked out pretty well in uh, New York with the Yankees? I actually think Dansby uh, Swanson would have worked well there. Just fill in the yeah. shortstop gap. I know they probably wouldn't have wanted to dish out a decent contract. But at least even if they did, he could have swapped between short and second if they did bring up Volpe. Like, I know they think prospects, but, like, you know, I'm just talking hypothetical right now. Yeah. I got I to gotta stat check something, but... I feel like uh, the Yankees, what, if they, what they really should do is they should just honestly sell Garrett Cole. Yeah, they just give up. Because <laughs> look, at, look at it this way. You're, you're in last place. You, you can, yeah, you can make a run. You can, buy, you can buy the trade down line, make a run. But, like, what do you sell? You already sold, like, most of your prospects. Like, you can't really – you're not in a position – you're not – like – you don't have depth on your on your bench to sell for like a, a arm piece here and there in the bullpen. Like you really can't do anything. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like they sell. They just they got they get rid of Garrett Cole, and that's that's a they can get a haul for him. Tons of teams get who a can, haul yeah. for him, dude. Oh, absolutely. I'll say one thing though is that, and this is just to the three you guys. I would like to hear your opinion on it. I thought the same thing too, but. Hypothetical. Let's just say Judge does Judge does come back. Who in the AL would really, really stop the Yankees right now if they had a healthy team? The four teams above them, <laughs> dude. As much as I hate to say it, they actually do well against Bro, him. Bro, I mean the Rays and Orioles are loaded this year. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know yeah. if a healthy Aaron Judge really gets the Yankees. I mean third, maybe. But they, but that would I mean, only Texas that too. would only be because the Blue Jays are underperforming. But the Red Sox are starting to perform pretty well as well. So I honestly don't know where they would actually be because the AL East is just a monster right now. And I, I don't know, man. Aaron Judge folded under the pressure or something. I mean, <laughs> if a toe is about to keep him out for the rest of a century, I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> you know, I think they I, might I go there like, if it is. I feel like this has to be saddened about the schedule change is you know how everyone's playing everybody this year it just proves that the AL East has just been the best division for you know years upon years no, I'm just kidding but <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad point because like for the last may, several yeah. years there's been at least three AL East teams just in the running every single year and oh, now yeah. you're talking and about I mean, all five like... are in it it's it's incredible because like nuts. the only reason the Yankees look depressing nuts, is because they're in fifth but they're still five games above 500 with as shit of a team as they have. Many prospects right now. They have, like, Kowser, Westberg. They have yeah. two shortstops with Bro, Gunner. they just keep, like, between the Orioles and the Reds, they just keep fucking calling people up. Like, they're just like, this is how you fucking tank. 
Because, like, they, they tanked for years, both of them. And it's like, yeah. we were all sitting here like, wow, they're so bad. And then now it's just like, this is why we did it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's insane. Like, I guess you suffer for so long, you're going to get, like, so much fucking talent. You don't know what to do with it besides just call everybody. Like, they're do- the Orioles are doing so good that they can afford to put fucking Grayson in the minors. That's yeah. That's how fucking good they were doing. Well, especially Actually, if they go out and, and get an ace at the trade deadline, I mean, it's not really going to hurt them. Who are the, Keeping them down who are the there aces to develop. Are, who are the Max aces Scherzer? Are on, uh... I mean, Snell, maybe? Yeah, Snell. Snell. Max Scherzer. Yeah, Scherzer. <laughs> like, I, I want to yeah. get Snell. I'm trying to think yeah, of like, it's you know, someone, you know, someone that could be sneaky is uh, Jack Flaherty from the uh, Cardinals. Yeah. Bieber, like, I think, is actually at the end, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Bieber's hurt right now, isn't he? He is hurt. Oh, he yeah. is okay. Which I mean, I sucks for Cleveland. That sucks for Cleveland. Stroman. I think, Stroman, I think Stroman Cleveland will, will sell. I think they sell, like, maybe Ahmed Rosario. I think that's if they – I feel like they need – if the. I feel like the Guardians, what they really need to oh, do yeah. Yeah. is they need to, like, sell, oh, yeah. but also get back, like – Somebody that's gonna be like impactful a year right. or two, like a year or two younger. From now. I mean, yep. Giolito, yeah. Dylan Cease, like all. Oh, Giolito's definitely yeah. going. Yeah. He's hundred yeah. percent going. Oh yeah. Um, Chris, that actually reminds me. I got I gotta add this in because I always give you my like crazy reports of the week. So this is the first one of the this episode. You know who's actually one of the teams? I think Ken Rosenthal reported this. One of the teams that's actually high. No, Buster. Buster only did. One of the teams that's actually high on Otani is Tampa Bay. Tampa really? Bay. Huh. Can you, you know who? <laughs> that would be they insane. Have, they, they have the talent to acquire him. They really Dude, do. I know. <laughs> Bro, but he. why would he want to go somewhere where there's nobody goes to the stadium? Like, no. You know, <laughs> you know, people would you know go. where he should yeah. go? You know where he <laughs> should go? Or who should make at least try to make an offer is the fucking Giants. The Giants, baby. Yeah, dude. Yo, imagine the Giants with Joe. I can see it too. I I can see it. I'm off of I'm off of my Diamondbacks for Shohei because I feel like the Diamondbacks shouldn't sell their future for for like right now because the Dodgers are still like really good, like coming together kind of shit. Like Kershaw's really once again really good. Um, So I feel like the Giants. Are a sneaky team, and I—that's my new team. Besides, because I'm <laughs> off the Diamondbacks, I feel like the the Giants should make a push for for Shohei if the Red Sox don't get him. I like I that. Say I want the Red Sox. That'd be a good fit, real good fit. So, real quick, before before we get um back into this convo, just because I want to get this over with, the two things I want to get over with, the All Star break. What are your guys's main opinions on the All Star break? Like literally anything for me. I love that Vladdy won the whole fucking home run derby. It sucks to see, like, you can see, like, Julio Rodriguez hit, like, fucking 42 home runs in one round <laughs> yeah. and then absolutely die the next. I'm I'm starting to get tired of that aspect. But I like the winner. I like that Vladdy went all the way. Luis Robert, he showed he showed up. He's been showing up all year long, by the way. Shout out to Luis Robert. I'm um, really making a name for himself finally. Um, but, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah, I mean, he gets hurt from like he's like the day to day man. But uh, yeah, I mean the the home run derby was was still cool. The All Star game was like super boring and unmotivating. I mean, Elias Diaz ended up getting the MVP. 
it wasn't a game that was really fun to watch. I mean, it just is what it is at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I had a lot of fun watching like... home run. Oh, go ahead. Nah, I didn't even watch the All Star games. So that's my. Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's oh, that? This guy's a baseball fan. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> Man. Oh, what's up, Alex? Oh, I was just—I was just gonna say. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't really have any. They didn't really interest me in the All Star game. Like it just didn't really feel like it mattered this year and uh and that just kind of sucks because i know in years past i used to love it i used to love the all-star break it was probably my favorite of the uh of the all-star breaks of all the major sports to watch and uh it's just i feel like it's going downhill i feel like they need to do something to kind of revive it and make it feel important again it's crazy that every single sport all-star weekend is just like horrible like nba is just it's gotten so bad like even the dunk contest like no one cares about that anymore like for the nfl like the pro bowl weekend like it's just not like it's flag football now (laughs) and it's 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 so bad you know what it is too is that i'm so conflicted with it because at the same time like i kind of wish it mattered but then i also feel like you know, if, like, the team loses, like, a home field advantage because of that, it's kind of shitty, too. So, like, I'm not exactly sure what they could do with it. Like, there's got to be something, but I'm not too sure what. Whoever wins to, the home like, run derby gets a couple of prostitutes. Like, anything would, like, that would be that would be crazy. Yo, get, like, like a draft pick lottery or something, maybe. Like, that would be cool. You know, I don't know. Damn. Like, something, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what they should do? What? They should fucking... They should have a break and let their players go play in the world baseball classic and just have a fucking world baseball classic during that time. That's what That's I crazy. said. That's what I said in the That's beginning of the year. Yeah. Dude, that'd I'd be cool. Well, I just, that'd be really cool. Well, I said it yeah. now. So it's yeah, more no, dude, I'm, glad, I'm honestly glad that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, dude, it would make so much more sense. But, uh, dude, even with the home run derby thing, I was about to say that too. Sachs, you brought up with the Julio Rodriguez thing. They should change the rules, whether it's a cum- cumulative or say if it's like, all right, you hit for every like 10 you hit, it's like an extra one or two or three into the next round. Because, dude, you're right. He, I think he had 41 or 44. Yeah, 42. Pete Alonzo didn't even have a chance. And, like, it's not even like his, his pitcher was good, but, like, he didn't even yeah. have a chance. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> But that's the thing, and then even like uh, Randy at the end, he was fucking dying too. So it's like there's yeah. got to be like something they could do to tweak that. I, feel, I, I actually like, like the home run derby more than the All Star game, though. Yeah, you say. were yeah. um you were getting to a good point there. I think to finish off your point, I feel like they should have like a cumulative between the eight batters. Have it be like whoever hits the most home runs in two rounds, like the four people advance, and then it's a tournament style. Something mm-hmm. like that, or just something, because it's just like it's so weird seeing Julio Rodriguez blast forty-two home runs and then just get blasted out of the whole thing the next round. Yep. So yeah. completely I agree. I'm in the same boat with a with a cumulative total type of type of thing. I think the seating really screws with uh, with the guys. So the seating right off the bat, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. Especially sometimes they have like back to back where it's like, oh, you just went and now you go again. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, oh yeah. also, well, too, Hadley, I mean. oh, oh, dude, even oh, all yeah. of them, even to the yeah. last round, it was like yeah. that. Um, one thing, too, I forgot to bring up with the All Star break 
would you guys be if they had it would you think it would be worth it for them to have like a skill set but like more baseball focus where it's like any you know, anything will help yes. man Absolutely. like fastest anything, around the base help. yeah like dude who could throw from out like center field to home the fastest something like yeah that. like pop times and stuff like that that would be that would be really <laughs> cool. who who can yeah. get drunk and hit the ball the furthest anything, dude. <laughs> dude honestly like i like i feel like maybe because like the basketball one like i don't know it's kind of like weird with that because it's like some of the things like they do like you know they're gonna hit threes and dunk like how many different dunks can you do like after a while but like i would like to see like who has the fastest arm from like the outfield or something because two when you think about that that also includes more defensive all-stars because there's a lot of guys that are really fast or really good at like playing the outfield or infield that might not necessarily be an all-star and that gives them a chance to kind of get into the game too yeah good point completely get that now to to get rid of another topic, um, the draft. What are our top thoughts on draft day? Me, listen, the Nationals, Dylan Cruz. <laughs> it's Yo Yo Morales. Like they, they the the Nats had a really good draft day, and the future of this team is looking great. Especially now that C.J. Abrams and Keybert Ruiz are like stepping up big time. You know, we're going to have fucking Elijah Green, James Wood, Dylan Cruz, uh, Robert Hassel. Like, the list is just going on and on and on. We're having prospects do great. We have no pitching whatsoever to look forward to, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but our hitting, man, we're going we're gonna to have the best, like, lineup ever in the history of the sport. And then we're just going to have some horrible pitching led by Patrick Corbin. Um, so... Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> Thank you, Pittsburgh. Thank you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I mean, people. What's What's wild is people were thinking that fucking Langford, which I still think you know he's great. Uh, he's gonna be great too. But people were saying he was gonna go number one, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Yo, who would not go with fucking Skeens for number one?" Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Skeens is like. He's ready to go right now. He's like ready, MLB ready. Like he just signed his contract. Yeah, him and Cruz, like if I nine million. Yeah, like let's bring him right up. That's why one, I was honestly, I was glad that the Nationals had this either the first or the second pick because both Cruz and Skeens are going to be like MLB ready fast. Yep, and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be insane. It's gonna it's gonna be insane. Like the the talent from this draft, I think, is finally going to bring back like notable talent in the drafts, which which I love. What about you, Wolfie? Um, so I definitely like seeing, you know, just in general, like you said, these guys being MLB ready because it's not something we normally see. A lot of these guys take a few years to get up. But even in general, like some of the prospects we've seen recently come up were from like double A to single A and got brought up fast. So that would be cool to see. And then yeah. the one uh, – or excuse me, when I was researching some of the results from teams, I, I mentioned it quick in the beginning – um, there's a lot of two-way players right now in the results, which I thought was interesting. So obviously, you know, some guys might pan out to be one or the other. Like uh, Jacob Degrom actually was a shortstop and then turned just fully pitcher. So like something like turned that. Turned full-time hospital resident. Yeah, sorry. And he actually wasn't a terrible <laughs> bat. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if you remember, like when he actually batted, he actually hit like 240, 250. So, like, I'm curious now going forward with seeing, like, Otani do it. Are kids actually going to turn into these two-way players? Are we going to see teams try to push that? I don't know, but I thought that was interesting to see, like, how many TWPs I saw in the results. 
hell yeah. Alex, TWPs, you got any? Is that what we're, we're calling them <laughs> TWPs. Now? TWPs. I literally had to look it up. I almost didn't know what it was at first, and then it dawned on me. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, I guess I don't. I don't really have much to go uh, in the draft. I mean, I like who the Cubs took at at thirteen. Um, Matt Shaw, the the shortstop. So um, he's probably one of the best hitters in the draft. So I was I was pretty hyped about that because the Cubs desperately need hitting. Um, I know they have Dansby locked up at shortstop, but from everything I've read and seen from Shaw, he he fit perfectly at second base if they decide to move away from Nico, which would break my heart. Cause I'm a Nico fan, but, um, so, I mean, I'm just excited to see like what the young guns can do. Um, uh, oh, yeah. a lot, a lot of real good talent in the draft. So then the next couple of years are going to be really fun seeing, seeing how they progress up into the majors. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like with the talent that's been drafted in the last few drafts as well, like we're getting close um, to seeing fuck. What's his name in, in Texas? I always forget this dude's name. Jack Leiter. Yeah, like we're we're getting yeah. close to seeing him. Um, then you know the Diamondbacks, they still got Drew Jones and Jordan Lawler. I believe yeah. you know the Red Sox, they got uh, Meyer. He's he's pretty he's pretty good. He's gonna be up soon. Um, it, it's a lot of talent. And then we're starting to see the Mets, you know, prospects come up. You know, Francisco Alvarez being the top hitting uh, catching prospect. Um, so yeah, we're seeing we're definitely seeing a lot of talent. So to basically wrap up the first half, what is your guys' I guess biggest take? I know we talked about the Mets, we talked about Aaron Judge. I mean, for me, it's you know the Texas Rangers, for example, like they had a lightning first half. Do you guys expect the Texas Rangers to continue? I mean, they put up very historic numbers on the offensive side of the ball. Pitching, some could say they got lucky because they got they they're still getting you know performances out of Martin Perez, John Gray. You know, the list goes on there. But what do you guys think about the Texas Rangers? I, I think so, personally. Um, I don't really see them slowing down, especially if Seager stays healthy, um, which he hasn't Who's been known to do. But if, he, he really is, man. I mean, he's a, he's a top-hitting shortstop if he can just stay healthy. And uh, I'll die on that, though. But, I mean, if they make if they make <laughs> a move or two at the deadline, if they make a move or two at the deadline, I mean, I don't really see. I think they're one of the powerhouses in the AL and – they got Chapman yeah. already too from the Royals, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. So they're yeah. they're already starting. That was Houston one thing the they bullpen, needed. Yeah. Yep, yeah. They needed yeah. bullpen. Absolutely. I think they need one. I think they need one more starter though with Degrom out for the yeah. year. Dunning Dunning was one guy who's also been good. Um, but I think they also need they need bullpen help too. I think I think Chapman, he's gonna be the closer by the end of the year. I feel like I'm not mad at that if I'm. Texas, you know, you play in a warm climate, regardless of the season. So he'll be he'll be ready to go. Uh, I just feel like they need what they really need is like middle middle inning guys with you know five six seven to get them through to get to Chapman down the down the road. Maybe we see Lighter come up and and do like fucking some short inning pitching this year. Who knows? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think like if they, if they were to get an ace of some sort, like honestly, I would knock on you know Chicago's door. Like I'll mention them for a lot of teams, but Dylan Cease would probably be perfect Ooh, for Texas. Yeah. Um, you know they they get someone like that. Otani. I honestly, Otani <laughs> in Texas would be crazy. God damn. Um, but honestly, yeah, I mean Texas, you know, with how the AL is, like Wolfie said, you know the AL is weird. Another team is the Orioles. 
like the Orioles, they they get that ace. Cease. They're they're gonna be up there. Like yeah, like Dylan Cease. Um, I think the White Sox, like I think selling now is perfect for them because they can get mm-hmm. a lot for Dylan Cease when, you know, when he started his career, we did not see Dylan Cease being this much of an ace. So they're gonna get way more bang for their buck um, than what you know was supposed to happen. Um, but well, yeah, what do you guys think on the on the Baltimore Orioles? Like they're they're still like they're at what fifty two wins I believe right now. Fifty seven. They need to fifty seven. Yeah. 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 A game out of first. Yeah, they're a game behind Tampa I think Bay. That, I mean, they were just on like a win nine too. Yeah. Yeah, they're eight and two in their last uh, ten. I mean, um, Adley is turning into like it, I, it already feels like he's a veteran and he's only like twenty in his second yeah, year, but he's like that's crazy. He prevent he presents himself really fucking well. He's gonna be around yeah, for a, a decade and a half if if everything goes yeah. well. Yo, yeah. I got a really hot take by the way. Just to quick throw this out here because I Baltimore is a part of it too. Maybe the Braves might be the only one. You could probably make an argument that every division could be like the division leader could be different at the end of uh, the season because Milwaukee's only like a game up. Dodgers are a game and a half up. Baltimore's a game behind. Cleveland's a game and a half behind. Houston's three and a half behind. Like you have the argument that like there is going to be some like, you know, close divisions. Yeah. Right at the end, bro. So I, I just in general, because like you said, with Baltimore, I actually think Baltimore has a shot of taking division, especially if they do something and Tampa doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like they need to just go get Dylan Cease. Like, just, That'd be huge for them. It'd be huge for him. I feel like it'd be huge for uh, Adley as well to be able to, yeah. to have a fucking ace to go with, you know, like yeah. to learn from and, and up his game. Is already up there, you know. Shit. I mean, I don't want to see. I don't want to do. I want to see the Orioles do that. No, but I want to see them just not just be the typical selves and not buy. And I want to see like the Red Sox go get Blake Snell, and you know, get figure out who they're gonna get rid of in the outfield, and you know, make damn. Some imagine there, they but... get you, Darvish, the Orioles. Whew. That would, that would be insane. That'd be interesting. You know who actually the yeah. Orioles contract sucks, use? but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that because I think he just got one, dude. You know who's actually some? Well, first off, like you brought up Dylan Cease, which is a great point. When you think about it, too, they could probably use a veteran bat that's actually like a power, maybe veteran bat, just to kind of mix in a little bit. But I feel like a guy like Solaire actually might fit with that team. I don't know, you know why. I was gonna, <clears throat> I was gonna mention Solaire. <laughs> um, I just, I just die on the podcast. No, but yeah, I, I was gonna mention uh, Solaire because it's like when he got traded to the Braves, that was huge that year. Like yep. honestly, I mean, Solaire won the MVP and everything, but he was actually like a really huge addition along with Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, everything that they did there. Oh yeah. I honestly think it could be a situation this year where if a team gets Solaire and he finds himself in the perfect lineup. Like he can make a huge difference, and that's a that's a good take. The Orioles, whoo, because that lineup up and down is starting to get real nasty. If they do anything yeah. to make it nastier, teams are gonna have a lot of trouble with them because they got nothing to lose. Like they're they're young, uh, you know. They if they lose this year, it can be like a thing where it's like ah, you know, we just needed the experience of the playoffs. But yep. no that's they, they're all young. They don't have no old men there. Like their oldest yeah. dude is like fucking daniel gibson kyle i always call him daniel gibson for some reason (laughs) it's like kyle gibson and yeah like it's 
You know what I mean? Like it's young. They're they're gonna have fun, and I I can see them knocking off a team or two. Honestly, yeah. Now, yeah, how? I... What is what is our our last opinion on the pitch clock, Alex? Since since you're new here, I'll let you start this off. What? It, how have you been feeling about the pitch clock? Um, I'm kind of indifferent about it at the moment. Um, I I started off by not really liking it. Um, I just felt like it was. It felt the games felt too rushed, and especially like going to a game live. It's like, oh, two hours later, like I'm already leaving the stadium. That kind of sucks. Like I go to a game and want to like hang around, watch watch baseball. Um, but I mean, I feel like I don't mind it, except I've seen it plenty of times where it has kind of come down to late game situations where the pitch clock will kind of just screw up somebody's. Uh, momentum or like give up a run that that shouldn't have happened in like a late like close game you know what i'm saying um i feel i feel like there needs to be circumstances where they need to be there needs to be a little more leeway if that makes any sense like where, big like, moments. Is it, yeah. yeah exactly like if you're if you're in a game like within a, a couple of runs in like the ninth inning or something i feel like the pitch clock is a little too much i don't want to say pressure but for lack of a better word pressure um yeah it's it's fair i mean for me it's like you know i i'm I'm sitting back watching a game you know i get a little high i look at my phone and then i look up and it's the whole next inning you know what i mean yeah it's like like it's it really forces you to like literally like watch it and i i think there should be a little leeway like later in the game like i forgot who mentioned the quote but they were saying something like you know the fans need to catch a breath too because you know everything is just so boom 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 yeah um that i think it should slow down towards the end of the game i hope so for the playoffs especially cuz we're in for something absolutely oh, crazy yeah. with the playoffs and i hope they actually like make the, those moments precious yeah i don't want to see like a, a big time playoff game come down to a pitch clock violation like like many, like the pa- the padres make the biggest comeback of the season they get to the World Series Game Seven, and Machado strikes out because he didn't get in the box. Season <laughs> over. <laughs> That'll happen too. It'll definitely happen too. Um, yeah, no, you know what it is. They should first off postseason take it off, like hundred yeah. percent, not even like on it. I think there might like maybe in general they should add a second or two more to it. Just in general, maybe wouldn't hurt. But the one thing they probably could do is either the seventh or the eighth inning on. If it's like a two or three run game, it should t- like turn off there too, or maybe even like lengthen to like twenty seconds instead of fifteen. There's got to be a way to extend close moments and postseason. They can't. I think they've actually said they were talking about it during the All Star break if they were going to do it in the postseason. But in my opinion, they can't, especially when you're thinking about the price of tickets too. Yeah. Like it's not fair to them to see a shorter product. Like, nah, hey, they're about to make these like, money bags. <laughs> dude, like they, they're not going to risk like not packing that out and having people buy as much shit as they can all the time. Like they have to turn it off for the postseason. I agree, definitely. Yo, Chris, uh, your thoughts? Just make sure you unmute. <laughs> I bet. Uh, my only thoughts are: Do do we still, or do we not believe that the pitch clock has been detrimental to pitchers? And I mean, Steven Strasburg's been out for okay the year. I would I would agree. You know, Steven Strasburg's <laughs> been out for the year. Um, I think it's everything to do with the pitch clock and not to do with. And I'll shut up. 
Um, but um, <laughs> honestly, I think so because it's like for some of these older pitchers or not older, like you know, middle, like because we're we're seeing a lot of people get hurt. Like the ones that are like close to thirties or a little bit past thirties, um, is because like you know they're used to playing baseball their whole career at a certain like a certain way. Whereas, like, these younger pitchers are thriving because they they already practiced this in the minors and now they're coming up, you know, pitching fast. But, though, because it's like you see Scherzer and Verlander, like, the older pitchers, like, they're okay with it because they can just adjust their game at this point. They're old. They've been through enough. You know, they can do whatever they need to. But those pitchers in the middle, those middle-aged pitchers, are suffering the most because, like, they, they don't have enough experience, like... Verlander and Scherzer, but they've also only known this for their career stint. I crazy, agree. crazy opinion, but yeah. I completely <laughs> agree. I agree. I I think some pitchers will probably go into the off season or come out of the off season probably in more shape towards like stamina and endurance and and those things. But I think also, um, you know, one guy, uh, you know, Manoa. He's uh, my prime heart. product. Of, my heart. Prime product I drafted of, him in the fourth <laughs> fucking round, man. Did he come back though? He came back though, right? Yeah, he came back. He had a good outing, but I believe it. I believe he got smashed by the Padres today. Let me check. Oh, that's horrible, <laughs> bro. By when the way, I tuned, Alvarez when I tuned in, in like... Alvarez. Yeah, he just hit a two-run homer. Man, dude, dude I saw a report. I saw reports that Alvarez is gonna win Rookie of the Year over Corbin. Uh, could, could that? I mean, there's still a couple. Still, there's still some yeah. time left. Yeah, Manoa. Just, Manoa. Damn, apparently, it was a, like a missile. I gotta see that video. So later. Manoa, Manoa pitched three innings today. He gave up four runs, walked five, struck out zero. And this is what I mean. <laughs> so like, it, it's been detrimental to pitchers as well because it's like bad starts have been really bad fucking starts because it's just pitch 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 they can't take breaths they can't think about what they're doing so a guy like Manoa is just walking like 17 batters a game because he can't he can't adjust to anything whatsoever they can't control the pace of the game anymore Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it's just a whole wave of people changing because there's some bats that haven't been good either dude like Austin Riley's not like popping off this year Machado even started off slow Correa's been weird like I don't know it's just so bizarre like what's yeah. going on with the pitch clock. There's some guys that are taking advantage and some just aren't. We talked about that, like, Cy Young thing. This time last year, like, the people that were in the lead are, like, not even in, like, the top 30. It's Alcantara's crazy... getting cooked. Yeah, dude, like, it's wild. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, But then, like, a guy like Garrett Cole, like you said, he's an older school guy, too, I guess, when you think about it now, and he's popping off, too. Like, it's like it doesn't even affect him. So, I don't know. No. It's just like you're right. It's like that, like, middle wave. Imagine they come back with the fucking pitch clock in the in the playoffs, and like some of these like mental meltdowns are gonna be fucking insane. Yo, it's like I feel like if I was a pitcher on the mound, forced to pitch fast that pitch clock, and then things start falling apart in the biggest part of the season, I would just start screaming. Like I don't even know. Like my face would get all red. I would be like so heated out there. (laughs) What were you gonna? What were you gonna say, Chris? I was gonna say, um, damn! Now you put me on the spot, and I'm I'm drawing a blank. No, what were you gonna fucking say, Chris? No, what were, <laughs> what, were Chris? Talking, what, were, what were you talking about? What were you talking about? <laughs> the pitch clock. Damn! I had something. I had something. I had something prime to say too, and I come back. Come back to. <laughs> I can't remember now. 
Damn. Weird. Oh, wait. Oh, Chris. Oh. Uh, I was no, I was I was just going to go off on a tangent about how uh one thing that I'm really liking this year versus last year is how both of the rookie of the year races are like really tight and there's actually like participants in both sides versus last year and I think that was that's like really exciting for the game yeah. because People are like the young. The, we're seeing like young players, like you said the, about the Reds and the Orioles, just bring just bring the bring all the young kids up, and it's kind of oh, like yeah. a new wave of of exciting <sighs> like exciting baseball. So that's all I was gonna say. So, with that being said, love that take because the rookies are absolutely snapping this year. I'm I'm actually like like we oh, yeah. like I think baseball. I've, I said it at the beginning of the year. I think baseball is in such good hands moving forward with, like, everyone that's coming up and, like, the immediate success of some of them. Um, it's time for the grid game, Wolf. Oh, damn. All right. Let's do it. It is time. So how this game works is there will be a grid um, that Wolfie's going to send us in text message because he won um, last week's grid game. So basically you have to connect uh, the grids and you have to guess, you know, which player or, uh, yeah, basically which player belongs in that, you know, specific square. So how it'll work is that we'll all go one by one at a random order that Wolfie generates. Um, if it's a tie at the end of the game, Wolfie will have one question to ask, and we all have to guess it as fast as we can. Whoever guesses it first wins the whole game. But that's if that's if we have a tie. Chris, you, you got a chance to redeem yourself this week, man. <laughs> oh, here it is. I, I sent it over. This is a written Here one. Here it is. A written one. Yeah, so just to give it, says Yankees, right. Twins, 200K season, and then it goes Cardinals, Mets, Marlins. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to just. Uh... Yo, I almost said twin, Twins, Mets, Carlos Correa. <laughs> For some reason, that's the first thing that goes. <laughs> that was good. Bro. All right, I'm going to do a random number generator, 1 to 20. Whoever gets closest to the number goes first, second, and third, Okay. You got mm-hmm. it. All right. Is this current? Is this all current players or? It could be whatever anybody, players anybody. like okay, history. Cool. What, yeah. Anyway, okay. Wait, what's the numbers? What's the number out of? One. It's out of twenty. All right. Oh, all right, so... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, Alex. Uh, seven. And Ten. Chris. All right, so it's actually fourteen. So it'll go Sachs, Chris, Alex. Oh, oh, all right. I'm going to open this up with the Yankees and Cardinals, and we're going to go Harrison Bader. Ah, God, that was mine, too. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> Bro. All right, I'm going uh, Luis Arreyes, Twins Marlins. Nice. Okay. Um, so you said all-time, right? I'm just going to go uh, Marlins 200K season. That's uh, Sandy. He definitely uh, had one, yeah. I yeah. don't even need to look that up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Mets 200k season. Tom Seaver. Yeah, he definitely had one. nice. Okay, cool. This is getting scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, <no>. I'm getting <laughs> scared. <laughs> did he had actually? Did he have a 300? No, he just missed 300 by like 11. Seaver. Yeah, he had one, two, three, four, five, six. Dude, he had like seven or eight in a row with 200Ks. Yeah. And then he had one like way a few years later. Dude was a killer. Oh. <laughs> so good. I'm terrific. 
Chris. Who's up? <laughs> Chris, it's you. <laughs> Who's up? I'm up? Yeah. <laughs> right, well, oh, wait, don't we have, like, right, a, well, aren't I supposed to do a timer, too? Eventually, <laughs> just, like, count down from 10. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, ten. Wolfie, what, what squares Nine. are left? Damn. Uh, I'm going to send you guys. You guys. Damn, I'm drawing a blank on all Cardinals pitchers right now. I'm trying to think of who. Wow, I just can't think of any. I can't think of one ten. Cardinals pitcher right now. Nine, eight, wow. seven. Wow. <laughs> to blow it again. <laughs> Five, four, oh, three, all right. two. I, I just can't think of anyone. Dude, take another score. <laughs> I love it. Damn, uh, Chris got nothing, Alex. I lost so I'm hard pissed. into that one. That means oh, I lost so hard into that one. That means I'm up then, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go. I believe he got 200k with the Cardinals. Um, Jack Flaherty a couple of years ago. Look that up. I, I doubt that bum did that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you know, he had, he had, he had a really good season. season. He might have. Oh, duh. I just remembered another Cardinals pitcher. Yes, he actually did have one. He did? Wow. Dude, he had 182 one year, but then the other next year he had 231. I thought so. He had a, he had a real good season, that the one yeah, year. Right. 2.7 year, um, almost 200 innings. I'm going Mets and Twins. R.A. Dickey. Please tell me he played for the Twins, and I'm not just tripping. <laughs> Dude, I'm like 100% positive he did not play for the Twins. No, chill. He played for Toronto. Chill. And he played for Texas. Chill. Uh... (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Hold on. I know he played. Yeah, he did. He played one season and he played. He must have been a relief pitcher for Texas or for the Twins. That's weird. Yeah, 64 innings. So I, re- I remember those that. 64 innings. <laughs> I'm actually shocked. I did not know that. Whew. Okay. Wow. All right. This is the updated? Okay. This is the updated. All right, Chris. So, so it's right the now, Cardinals, it's, Twins, there's... Mets, Yankees, and Marlins, Yankees. Oh, yeah. man. That's, that's tough. Uh... Uh... Bro, I can't think of anyone for that Twins card. Oh. Oh. Um... I had to double check to make sure you can do it, so... There are ones out there. Bartolo Colon, Yankees, Mets, Angels. Are the Angels on there? What? Yankees, Yankees Mets, Mets, Angels? Mets. <laughs> yeah, there's three the Angels, too. <laughs> so Yankees, Mets, Angels. Wait, Bartolo Colon played they... for the Yankees? Yeah, didn't he play for the Yankees? Yeah. I have no idea. I'm pretty positive. He played, he played for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah that's the, the thing. Yeah. I'm like pretty. I think he did it before he played for the Mets. I don't wait. I feel like he retired. Is he? Did he? Uh, did yeah, he, he did. 2000, 2011. It was like a couple years before he played okay. for the Mets. All right, cool. All right, Alex. Yeah. Damn, this got yeah. hard. I had I had yeah. someone for the Mets. 160 and innings. Damn. Yeah, this is so tough. There, there's there's two squares have? left. Who did you have? Um, is there two squares is... or three squares? Uh. There's two. It's Cardinals, Twins, and Marlins, Yankees. By the Man, way, so, there's actually so a lot Alex of gets this. I'm going there's for like, the win. Like Curtis Granderson was one of them too. Like there's a lot. Curtis Granderson. You said Cards, Twins, and Yankees, Marlins. 
Yeah, yeah Cardinals, yeah. Twins, or Yankees and Marlins. Whew. Damn, if Alex gets this, he's going to put me on the spot. I'm going to have to have a fucking brain blast. I'm trying. I'm trying. Dude, I can't think oh. of anything right now. Shit. I got mine. One of them, I I'll say mine. this. I'll Fuck just... around and I, I got no, Actually, mine. I don't even want to give a hint. No. That, one, of them is like, one of them don't is like... One of them is fairly no recent. Oh, I was about to say. I got mine. But, like, dude, you'll never... I don't even... Like, dude, I'd be, I'd be shocked if that even was a hint. Like, it's such a weird but it's a player that you know but not that you would think of i'm drawing a blank here yeah what's the time said, you, you don't the have to, you don't have to do up. you don't have to do cardinals twins i mean you could do what's the time at what's Marlins. the time yeah. at i'm Yankees gonna start Marlins. counting down all right ten nine oh, no. seven junior lake yankees marlins what what i don't know I know he played for the Who Marlins. Who the hell is Junior Lake? Yeah, comes along. I wow. swear to God, if he got that, I would have been fucking <laughs> Oh, let's see. I was just trying to think of an obscure player. That's definitely no, not. No, he didn't. He didn't. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I was about to say, wow. Max, don't blow this, man. I got Chris, this. Chris, you can get back into this. I'm ready. I'm ready. Junior, oh, ready. I win if I get this, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm ready, though. Oh, I know. Alex can tie it if, if Chris gets it wrong. But fuck, I don't think Chris is going to get this wrong. No, I think I can, But yours. if you get this wrong, I tie, right? Yeah. I'm, if if he gets this wrong, we're all tied. Yep. And I get one right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. Ten. Fuck. Whoa, nine. whoa, chill. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Well, uh, dude, you had to think about it. Brain, brain blast. blast. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I win. AJ Burnett, Yankees, Marlins. Uh, all right. Hey, I'll take the fucking win in the grid game. I'll be back with a grid next week. Let's go. Thank you, Chris, who like always like can't figure out a player like right in the middle round. Like it's always that middle round that gets Chris. Um, but do you guys want to know like one of the answers, by the way? Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Um, I always lock into like one category. By the way, actually, there's another player I just thought of that played for them. Fucks me up. The one player I just thought of off the top of my head that's weird because I just saw his name pop up for another team is Lance Lynn, actually, is one of them. Oh, Lance Lynn. wow. Uh, another one, though, that. the first one that I actually thought of recently was J.A. Uh, Happ actually played for both of them as well. Ooh. So Damn. there's a couple wow. out there. And that was Damn. definitely hard, though. That was a tough Damn, one. Wolf. So so it's the Twins and the Cardinals. I'm about to find every player real quick. The way I actually originally found out some of them is I typed in Twins Cardinals trade, and I just read a bunch of names <laughs> from that because I was like, I didn't think of any either at first. Zach Duke, that'd have been crazy. Jim Cat, Bob Miller, Pat. Well, Pat Neshek would have been a good one. Uh, a bunch of random ass players, but um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're gonna do some we're gonna do some quick hits. Um, so basically, I'm gonna ask a question. You guys just give you know a quick response, whatever is the top of your head. So, what was your favorite part of the first first half of baseball? We have almost nothing to be proud of with the teams that we root for, but what was your best part of the first half? For our own teams, you said? 
No, just in just in general, because we have nothing to be excited for for our teams. Okay, I'll let you guys go first on that. Team, <laughs> you're, you're so right. <laughs> Off the top. Of I it. mean, now you go. No, no, no. I was. I'm thinking. I was. Just, I was just gonna say that Alex has two pitchers that he could be proud of this coming into this first part of the season. Yeah, like Stroman and Steele have been really good. Yes, yeah, Scion candidates, good. yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. There there you go. Bellinger kind of turned it around a little bit too. He did, yeah. Ever since coming back from his injury, he's been he's been on fire, so it's he's good to see. It. I mean, the Cubs have a lot of pieces that they can trade, but I'll I'll jump out and say I think my my favorite part of the first half has been the Cincinnati Reds. I think, you know, what they've been able to just accomplish out of nowhere by just literally calling up their talent. Like, I think I'm going to like this trend of, like, teams that aren't holding on to their players for so long in the minors. Like, for example, we saw it with the Mariners. They unleashed, you know, Julio, Kalenic. They they released everyone last year. The Orioles released everyone. They got successful. Now the Reds are releasing, you know, everyone into the majors, and they're being su- successful. <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time before the Nationals do some crazy shit. You know, I, I'm ready for it. I like it. If you have the talent, bring it up. Stop waiting five, six years. That, that's that been my favorite part. I love it. Cincinnati Reds. Go, you guys. <laughs> there you go. Not bad. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I, we hinted on Baltimore already, so we all the Baltimore fans, so I'm just going to kind of skip that one. But, you know, once a, a really good story from the first half is actually the Texas Rangers. And the reason I say that, too, not just their success, but look at what they've done the last few years. Got a new stadium, dished out some big contracts to uh, to Simeon and Seager, got DeGrom this year, added so many pitchers. Their bats are finally going off. They already made some trades for their bullpen this year. Like That team's like going in such a new, good direction that it's good to see them. We even said in the beginning when we were doing our uh, winter podcast, they were like, ah, maybe next year. But the fact they're doing it so good already and, like, one of the best teams in baseball yeah. is just, you know, all props to them. If you're a Rangers fan, you got to be loving it. And I, I think it, it was like what I said. It's like everyone saw that DeGrom signing and they were – like, everyone was kind of focused on their pitching. But they didn't see that they have all of this hitting talent that's finally clicking. Because, um, like, last year I think, you know – it, it was a little bit, you know, Simeon and Seager just got their contracts. You know, they're kind of, you know, just dicking around trying to figure out their footing in Texas. Um, but they found it. I mean, Seager's hitting, what, 350 or something insane like that? He's killing like, it, yeah. At least over 300. Dude, Adolis is going off. He's like one yeah. of the like, MVP candidate almost. <laughs> like, what, have, what about you, Chris? What, what's been your favorite uh, part of the first too. half? Um, I was just going to say you have Josh Jung too, but I think uh, Yoshida being – I think Yoshida's slightly ahead of him now, in my opinion, maybe a little bit biased. But um, I'm I'm proud of my team. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm proud of my team. Uh, I also – I'm really proud of uh, – I mean, <laughs> yo, the way that the way that Bayo's been pitching, um, you know, that's – I picked him up. He's just formed out to be like a, a an ace that we can <laughs> – you know, I'm, I'm excited because the 2024, 2025 rosters – look like they're going to be really strong um but you know and we have we have a chance to do something it's this july i think this the lead up to this important ass july and everything that's happened to lead up to this like every division 
is is up like team, teams are so on the fringe. But I mean, yeah, even the NL East, the like you have the Phillies that are starting to hit the living hell out of the ball. Um, not for nothing, the Mets could make a little bit of, com- of a comeback if they, you know, some magic happens. But mainly, I'm I'm kind of excited to see if the Phillies can catch the Braves. So I, I do think every division is is pretty interesting. Absolutely. I feel like the Phillies with Harper now in the infield. I feel like if the Phillies go out and get a corner outfielder they they could to add to what they already got in, on offense like i mean but their bullpen i mean i don't know i i still i don't know okay. kimbrel's been cool me. man you're soto so love has, on soto uh, hates uh soto just he's bad all right i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna keep bashing soto because <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna start coming after you well what about uh what about what about you alex what's been your favorite part of the um show? i think my favorite thing about the the season so far is just seeing all these young kids getting called up and uh and just baseball just feels exciting again for me i know i i feel like it's kind of been in, in a lull of just kind of like this boring like it's just there's really no parody in the league um, but this year, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of parity with the with the teams and all the division races, and uh, it's just baseball's exciting right now, and the future of the league is looking looking bright and good hands. So, um, yeah, and, yeah, and I'll say I'll real say quick it. just to touch on it. Um, I also love that Shohei is like still still yeah. just kicking ass, and that Acuna is just having the season mm-hmm. of a fucking lifetime as well. Those are two things as well. But what are you guys looking for in the second half? What is the one biggest thing that you're looking for out of the second half? Shohei to hit the Shohei to do a little bit better at pitching and win the triple crown. He's at like thirty, That'd like thirty three, awesome. thirty four home runs right now. It's an he. Think- I think it's 35, if he, 35, if he, if yeah. he hits like if he hits hit the cover bomb. off the ball, he can catch a judge's record. Yeah. Hit a hit a oppo center oppo center bomb last night oppo and center. gave a bat flip too, bro. To the Yankees. You think that he he himself because he's starting to be able to do it. He's starting to actually win games for the Angels now. You think he can revive the Angels? You think that could be a storyline? Yeah. No, <laughs> he can't. He, dude, he's, he's, he, he's already doing all he can. Like, unless I mean, unless Brandon Drury comes back from the IL really strong, because they have to hold the fort down for like eight to nine weeks before Trout is even considerably yeah. coming back. If he does come back, um, and we know he's like a a fish that just flops on the table when it comes back from injury, um. <laughs> Bro, they went out and signed Daniel. The team is done. Like, <laughs> like, dude, they're so done. But I are they? They might not be done though. Like, they have their offense. Like, can be really good. It's just, I think they're done in the, the sense of the fact that like where they are right now, I don't see them taking out any team in necessarily even like the AL East. Like, they could probably, like, if they were in the central, I would not be having this conversation. But it's just the fact that they have to jump Baltimore, Yankees, Boston, Toronto, Houston. Like, that's a that's a lot of teams to jump right there. Like, it, it, 
maybe they could squeak, in, squeak into a third wild card spot. But you're talking like you're squeaking in there because I don't think they could do it. Yeah, honestly, what I'm what I'm kind of uh, looking forward to in the second half, well, not not kind of at all, is I mean, we we just mentioned it. I think these division races are going to be pretty insane. I mean, I think even the Twins and Guardians will be exciting for how much they both suck so far this year. Um, but I I think the the main the main one that I'm looking forward to shaking out is obviously the AL East. I mean, the Rays they got an up and down, you know, good team. You know, how do they still keep doing it with no money? Um, the Orioles got all their young kids. The the Blue Jays, they still have a very dangerous team. You know, I think they if they're buyers and they could, you know, replace Manoa, you know, replace a couple of things on offense, I think they'll be okay. I, I think <laughs> it's still a five-team race, and we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I still think there's going to be, like, a hidden team, uh, hidden team coming out this year, whether it be AL or NL. Like, someone like maybe – well, yeah, yeah, I could even see that. They have the pitching for it, like a, re- a lot of pitching for it. Their hitting um, hasn't hit up to par, like not even close to what they, yeah. they did last no. year. No, Chris said it too. I think like the Giants is a team that could do, at least because they're like not in like the, the AL East like kind of problem. Like there isn't that many teams ahead of them. I actually think they might even be in the wild card right now. Let me check. I think they I believe the Giants them. are. E... Yes, actually, yeah, they have the first yeah. one. Wow, okay. So they have the first wild card. So, like, Chris said, Crazy. like, that's a team that I think could, like, sneak in and even, like, I mean, dude, they're only, like, a game out of the division. Like, yeah. I love that. Dude, Pyro they had a couple Shrata, things. For, for dude, Shoei. they had Otani. Yeah, like, I, I hate to say it, just like, dude. Dude, they could get it done. They could get it done. You know who they need to trade to get it done? Thyro Estrada. Probably. Everybody. Two pitchers, <laughs> two, two of their prospect pitchers. Two prospect, like limited edition eighteen pack like, of Corona <laughs> prospect players, and then you trade them uh, limbs, uh, wives, Matos. babies. You trade them Matos. Trade Matos. That, that's what you trade do. all of them. Matos, and you trade your farm, and you go get him. And then you, and then the go money you were gonna give Judge, you just give and him want. and more, and then there you go, dude. Imagine seeing for the rest of the season thirty-five more home runs going to fucking the Cove. That'd be insane. Yeah. No, and just, and then great, just keep man. them, and then keep them, and then they have their guy, and then they're already it's back. Perfect to spot. Perfect so, spot. Alex, what what are what's the mo- thing that you're looking forward to most in the second half? Um, well, I was gonna say the AL East race, but since you said that, um, I, I think all of us are looking forward to that. Um, Come that's on, gonna some, that's gonna be some good baseball in the in the coming months. So um, I'm gonna say I'm I'm really following the Rangers and see see what moves they can pull off at the deadline and see if they can keep up their uh, hot streak. I think they I think they've scored the most runs in the or they have the best run differential in the in the entire league. So uh yeah, seeing if they can so keep that up and be an actual contender. Right. Yeah. They've they've been awesome. So. so So speaking of that, that's a good segue into the last quick hit question. There's a pitching machine. It's getting ready to throw ninety nine miles per hour at your head unless you give a quick answer right here. Give me one team and the one move they need to make to win the whole thing. Wolf. I think I think if the Braves had a lockdown closer, they probably could win the whole thing. Like Damn. one more lockdown guy in the bullpen because I don't think they necessarily need too much. 
Hunter Harvey. <laughs> uh, the Diaz guy from uh, the Reds, Alexis. The Reds. Get him. I can but honestly no, like, see. When I you can... think about it, like they have like the pitching like that's decent enough. Elders there, Wright's there, Strider. You know, uh, Freed was probably be back before the playoffs. Their offense is Kyle incredible. Well, yeah. So if they just had like one more like assured bullpen guy, they probably could just win it all. I mean, they're almost on pace to right now. Yeah. All right, Chris. The Giants, Denise Shohei, or. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think the Orioles need an ace. I mean, there's so many, there's so many teams. I just all right. One team that we didn't talk about. I think the Marlins. The Marlins, if they get a catcher that makes sense for them and they Salvador don't have to, Perez like, sell everything for him, I think that will be a good a good pick. Salvador That'd Perez to the Marlins. Move, actually, Salvador to Perez to the Marlins. That would be really good. All right, Alex. I'm going to say Paul Goldschmidt to the Texas Rangers. I think that would be, okay. I think that would be the the boost that them that they uh, that would set them over the edge. That's yeah. I mean, that's a former MVP. That's I mean, he literally just won the MVP. So veteran, yeah, exactly. yeah, that would be that would be good to have there. Now, I was I was gonna go um, with the Yankees getting Nolan Arenado, but I think with the with the question marks that are surrounding Aaron Judge, I don't know if that'll even get them to where they need to be. But I think Arenado would give them a lot of stability past Judge that they just don't have right now. Because um, Glaber Torres again has just been up and down all year long, and it seems like that's what's gonna it's gonna be for his career. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Rays and Wolfie. You, I believe you took my fucking Shohei Otani to the Rays um, thing that I was gonna say. Yeah, but I actually report. like. <laughs> I like Luis Robert to the Rays. I think Ooh. if the Rays add one more huge bat, I go with Luis Robert. I think like that's gonna that's gonna do it for him. I think realistically, Luis Robert might decide the world. I don't want to say the World Series champion, but if he's traded to a team like the Rays that already have an established lineup, that's it's gonna be sick. Like I guess even see the Astros ponying up for weird. fucking Luis Robert. Like just. Just someone, I feel like someone's going to go for it and they're going to be blessed. Hot take. Won't, would be the, you guys, won't be the Nationals. Would you guys think that the Astros could almost win the World Series again if they got Verlander back? I mean, I think, like, they're just, yeah, I mean, the AL is up in the air. <laughs> That's why I said the Rays, because the AL is so up in the air right now. I think it's really going to come down to the trade deadline and who blows it yeah. and who doesn't blow it. Yeah, I mean the Astros really always have a chance. It, fe- it feels like at this point. So, yeah. but I like that. I like that Tampa one, Roberto Tampa. So, to wrap this up, we do this every episode. Um, who is going to the World Series? Need your updated picks, Chris. You first. Ooh. God, it's so different yes. from last week already. <laughs> Dodgers, Red Sox. Holy shit! There it is. All right, that's a change. Because I think what you were was going it from last like, week? I think it was like he had the Braves and the the Mariners. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Braves. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm changing. I'll go back. I'll go with Bra- Braves and the Red Sox. All right, Wolf. Uh, I can't see the Braves not making it. So for right now, I'm gonna go Braves. But 
Rangers. He's picking the Rangers. <sighs> Braves, Rangers would be insane. I don't know though. why. All of a sudden, I'm getting on this Astros bandwagon again. I'm just going to say the Astros. I picked the Mariners last week. Braves, Astros, Alex. I'm going Braves. I just think they're too dominant right now. And I mean, it could change in the future, but as of right now, um, I got Braves, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Texas Rangers. So, all right. I'm gonna just fucking just completely go crazy here. I got the Dodgers, and the reason why I got the Dodgers is because no one expects it from them. When when you expect something from the Dodgers, you will always fail. But if you don't expect anything from them, like in 2020, I think they're gonna do it. And then in the AL, you know what? I'm going with the Blue Jays. I think it's going to be a big like shock that. as to who comes out the AL. I think the Blue Jays are going to be aggressive. Um, on the They have to be aggressive in the trade deadline. They can't waste another year out of this core. I, th- I think they're going to do it. I think Toronto is going to surprise us all, and uh, that's, that's what I'm going to leave the world with. So with that being said, Alex's first episode Toronto. is in the books. Thank you. Yeah, that that was, I appreciate it. Chris, so, Chris brought the shades back. Wolfie <laughs> had a Marlins hat on. Back, you know, I had the Nationals jersey on for whatever reason. I don't know why I'm still cheering for these guys. Joking. <laughs> but with that being said, make sure you guys like, subscribe, share, sell your souls. Shout out to Belgium. Thank you for watching. Belgium. Hope you enjoyed. Peace Belgium out. Belgium waffles. See you guys. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>